Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey, Jay. Hey, Q. Words, 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 punchline. <laughs> words, 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 punchline. You did it. You broke comedy down to its bare senses. Words, 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 punchline. Ooh, meta. meta. High five. High five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. And we're off to the races. Races! Hey, welcome everybody once again to another all-new episode of High Five the Podcast. Ooh, I just had a really good idea. What was that? Was that? If we're talking meta movies, right? Are we talking meta movies? Yeah, we said it before. Well, technically, I said feta. I thought we were talking metamucil. Did you do all your research on Metamucil in uh, movies? No, that's just why I'm sitting on a toilet right now. Just because you you did a lot of Metamucil? I Is that did, how you say I it? I did a lot of Metamucil. Right. <laughs> Is that like doing the marijuana? You're like, I I did the, Metamucil, the Metamucil. I You know what? Hmm. I took some deep hits off that Metamucil. <laughs> I am Metamucil wasted right I now. Am. I, I've got some musil cramps like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Do you have any musil relaxers? Is that a thing? No. no. <laughs> hey, None I'd, of this is a thing, dude. I, I, I do have a question. Yeah. So if we're talking meta, right, uh-huh. and we we have discussed the fact that our show is kind of inherently meta. Because we're talking at people who we know they're we're talking to. They know that we know they're listening. Etc. Etc. Et metera. Et metera. Etc. Etc. Et metra. Et metra. Then would it be meta for us on this episode to talk to no one? Yes. And that's our episode, everybody. Good job. Hey, Q, that was a great definitive list. Perfect. Bye, everybody. Door slam. I like how I said not like. I just said door noise. Door door noises. <laughs> doy noises. Doy no- noises. Doy noises. Oh man, it's good to see you, man. I haven't it's good to see actually you haven't seen you since the last time we recorded. I know, which was like a week ago. And we watched uh, 
Deep Blue Sea too. Uh, I was like already gone. Out I know. Of I couldn't. Head. I couldn't even like. I was grasping <laughs> for it. I was like, we watched a shark movie. I think, and it was less than because we recorded a day late last week, so it was less than a week ago we watched that. Both of us forgot it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All I remember is <laughs> shark noises, which we got a lot of praise for online. So a lot of people said they kept listening to our episode because of because those of the noises. shark noises. Um, also, I did see that we got a couple tweets stating that people got eaten by sharks because we attracted baby sharks right with our shark noises from the podcast it's true so, so we went ultra realistic we're that good and we would apologize but we're not sorry at all not at um, all you didn't move <laughs> there were baby sharks making noises coming at you i do i do want to add an editorial correction or not really correction but something we should have mentioned last episode that we didn't yes or that i didn't sure and blame is 100 on me you remember when we were talking about um the USS Indianapolis? <laughs> no, because I told you no, that I could barely remember what we just did. Well, but on yes, the episode, I do remember. Um, one of our one of the movies that we that we listed in our top five shark movies yes. was the USS Indianapolis. Yes, and you were you were asking about the story, and I told you about it. and You're like, "That's crazy! That's crazy! I can't believe I've never right. heard the story." I should have at that moment been like, "Yes, you've heard that story. That's Quint's story in the hull of the boat in Jaws." He was on the USS Indianapolis. You are such an idiot. I'm so dumb! Why are you so dumb, Jay? Because my mom was dumb. You're not dumb, Mom, at all. My mom is actually really smart. Super smart. I'm super dumb. You know what? If your mom would have been co-hosting that episode, she would have remembered that. She would not have known what Jaws was. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't care about And then she would have been like, Q, why am I at your house? (laughs) And why am I calling you Q? <laughs> where's my son? Where's where my? That's just. Where's my apple juice? <laughs> How did I get here? She likes apple juice, right? Um, but so I should have mentioned that. Yes, you have heard that story because it's in Jaws, right? I just forgot, and I'm dumb, and so that's our editorial correction. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, but you know what? It's a podcast, and I'm not. I'm not paid for you this. You know so what? Shut up. We lost all of your listeners, so you should probably make amends with your mom you as soon like as possible. My half of the listeners, right? That's all of our we listeners. Lost what do you mean? <laughs> your half. Your half is our listeners. I know. I know. No one loves uh, me. Oh. <laughs> this I'm not got real. Disagree with right. you. I'm just gonna say aw, because it just, sounds yeah, like the aw, right thing the to do. Empathy. Oh. Empathy noise. Go refill this water. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, just keep talking. So we're talking. Well, I'm just well, before we get into yeah. our topic for today. Yeah. Between when I saw you last week and this today, mm-hmm. have you seen anything? Have you watched anything new? Like, what have you, uh, got, what have you been up to? I don't, really don't even know. Let's see. I saw the Avengers. Oh, and you really liked it. Um, it was real good it's real good right it's like, real good plot we shouldn't aside, spoil it yeah but it's super good because i wouldn't mind going to see it again oh i'll go maybe see it we'll with put you. out a bonus episode it. where we talk yeah. about it let's go see it together i'll go see it with you I, well let's I, definitely I really go see it. it all right i'll, I'll but very, you know i can say that i enjoyed it yeah very much so um cool. try to think if i've watched anything else mm-hmm. well, while you're thinking we yes. watched uh red sparrow okay how was that Lawrence. it's fine yeah um it's actually pretty brutal. It's more brutal than I expected really? it to be. Like, like violent-wise? Violence-wise? Yeah. Violence-wise, it's pretty, like... Intense? It's pretty intense. Um, you know, I think the salacious element of it, it was like, oh, she gets topless and shows her butt. And it's like, yeah, but I saw the teaser, teaser trailer when they called it The Fappening. Like, we're, we're good on that. Like, <laughs> right. This isn't the appeal of that movie. 
her Russian accent, fine, whatever. Sure. Okay. I actually was having this discussion with A, and I'm curious your take on it. Okay. I am not convinced that I know what a real, authentic Russian accent sounds like. Okay. I think my understanding of a Russian accent is 100% from movies. Like Colossus? Colossus, um, Gary Oldman from uh, Air Force One. Right. Uh, uh, um, Jennifer Lawrence from Red Sparrow. Like, Got when it. I hear a Russian accent, I, you know, I think the boisterous kind. Sure. So when people say it was like, oh, well, her accent wasn't good. In the back of my head, I'm like, yeah. Or like out loud, I'm like, yeah. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I really don't know if it was good or not. It <laughs> that sounded, sounded like a Russian accent That sounded to me. correct. You know, she was talking like a Russian ballerina and saying, my country does this. Like, right. it sound, that sounds good enough to me. Right. So it's like know. everyone sounds like Yakov Smirnoff. God. Everybody's like, in, in my- Russia, <laughs> car drive you. Ballerina, now assassin. Ha ha, right. boobs. Meanwhile, everyone's like, fuck you guys. You are, guy. you guys yeah. are butchering that Russian accent. And to that, we say, we probably. don't. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, probably. But to us, it sounds pretty it accurate. Sounds sounds like from you're the, our wealth of knowledge of the Russian culture sounds, sounds pretty like easy. you're a, you're the bad guy in this movie. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. Um, but I mean, yeah, back to it. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, like I said, it was pretty brutal. There is a this won't spoil anything for the movie, but sure. she was a ballerina, uh-huh. breaks her leg, um, gets involved in like the Russian spy program. Sure. And then they send her on like a dummy mission at okay. the beginning to vet her skills. Uh-huh. And while she's on the mission, they kill someone like on top of her. Ugh. So they come and they're like choking him. Right. And the, the, like I said, it's pretty brutal because literally the scene is just cutting back and forth between Jennifer Lawrence with blood spilling on her like naked body and cutting back to the dude whose like eyes are bloodshot and he has one of those like choker. Oh, the, the garage or whatever yeah, it's called. And they're just pulling it into him and you're just watching his like face go blue and pale and like blood fall out of his mouth and from the slit in his neck. And they're just like jerking him back and forth and it just keeps cutting back and forth. Like it's like, damn dude's like, it was pretty brutal. Wow. Her leg, I, that is unexpected. Her leg snap when she, when she breaks her leg and like as a ballerina, crazy brutal. Um, she fights, she beats some people with like a golf club at one point. It's just like crazy brutal, um, which I didn't expect from the director. Like, of like more than John Wick? Like, are we talking like John Wick level John brutality? John Wick is way more stylized. I would say it's not as much this as John like Wick. This is like real brutal. Yes. It feels very authentic brutal. Got it. So it's not like so. This is like more like, Gas- like Gaspar. What's his name? Gaspar, Gaspar Noe, Noe, who did that. Uh, what was the What was the movie with the fire extinguisher beating? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, um, irreversible. Yes. So is, is it more like irreversible? It's more like irreversible. Where you're like, wow, that was just brutal. I, I, it w- doesn't go that far. Okay. But it's more in that So it's not vein. Casper Noe's uh, Red Sparrow. No, no, it's definitely not. Who it's, directed this? The guy, one of the guys, he directed one of the uh, um, Hunger, Hunger Games movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I forget the guy. It's not David Slade. Got um, it. It's, so more brutal than the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Very. Which arguably is extremely brutal. Right. That's why they got that PG-13 rating. <sighs> Man. No one could say. People were passing out in the theaters. It's crazy. They I heard an exorcist. I heard a woman threw up on another woman. And then ate it because she was hunger. Games. <laughs> yeah, it was all about yeah. that. All about that hunger. All about that hunger. <laughs> about that hunger. Yeah, Jenny. Uh, um, that's but weird. In, <laughs> that's weird and gross. Yeah. 
But so, I mean, watch it. It's fun. It's cool. Okay. It's a cool spy thriller. I'll think um, about it. One of the things that is interesting about it that I like that they do, and I think they do well or better than some other movies, is a lot of the story is you're not sure who's playing who. So, like, you know, uh, they get that in The Americans. Sure. Um, it's kind of like, do you ever see that Will Smith movie, Focus, with her and him no. and Margot Robbie? No. It's mm. about con men or whatever. Is that any good? No. Okay. But it's it, but it's similar in the vein of... That also brutal? No. <laughs> just, just brutally just boring. Super. Just brutally senseless and boring. Got it. Um, but so this one, no, it was more like... Because it's Joel Edgerton uh-huh. and Jennifer Lawrence. There are two leads. And you're following... Oh, Joel Edgerton's in this movie? Mm-hmm. I didn't He's know that. He's the other lead. He's like Got the it. American CIA spy. Got it. Okay. But you follow both of their storylines the entirety of the movie. So it's not like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence is more important, so it's obvious that Joel Edgerton is a bad guy or a liar or whatever. It's sort of like you were made to feel like both of them are protagonists. So you legitimately don't know who's doing what with what motivation for a good hour of the movie. Gotcha. And so that that part's pretty cool. I like when they can build suspense and be like, I really kind of don't know what's happening Into right it. Now. So I will say, so I didn't, I may not have watched anything, but I did read an article, I think it came out of CinemaCon, talking about, uh, speaking of brutality, people's reaction and throwing up on each other to the Suspiria remake oh, footage. I heard did about that. Did you read that? that? I and did. people were like disgusted and like walking out and saying that it was just so intense insanely intense not walking yeah. out because they're like this is stupid right but because they were like it's hard to watch it. like it's grotesquely Which hard feels to watch weird for like a that, Sophie turner and uh chloe grace moretz movie it shocking yeah shocking uh, i i will say and the description of the scene was like it was uh i guess a spell being cast on a girl and a girl dancing. And it's, she's bending or something. Right. And as they're doing this spell thing, it's basically like racking her body and yeah. like breaking her in half and all of her limbs. Yeah. I, and they said it's incredibly like realistically brutal. The one thing that I read that made me go, ooh, like that detail that well, just takes it a little don't over. I like that sort of no, stuff either. But that, the one detail that they described that put it over the edge into realism was that at one point the girl is so hurt by all of these things happening that she pees herself. Yeah. I and that. I was like, fuck. Damn. Yeah. That's like real. Like yeah. that's a, those are the kind of details that people forget about right. when they're like, oh, this is just a crazy thing happening to this person. But they're like, no, like how would your body react if this was really happening? And I'm like, I don't know that I, I will ever see this movie. Like, I will sounds, totally see this movie. Like, <laughs> that sounds well, horrifyingly You know intense. my love for the first one. Right. Which, by the way, you should totally watch the right. first one. Yeah, I still it's have not, it. It's not that level of gory. It's Got not it. like they're remaking. It's a Argento movie, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So it's... If you can handle Argento, you can sure. handle it. And most of it's colors and atmosphere. Right. Um, but so I'm super excited about Suspiria. I also heard that the almost that exact same reaction to House That Jack Built. That's what Lars I was gonna von say Trier, too. Which is weird. I expect it with a Lars von Trier movie. Because all of his movies are just they're kinda like that. Hard to watch. There's some I personally love Lars von Trier in a way that it's like I will watch his movies once maybe twice sure. but i will appreciate them forever i've well, seen did melancholia see, twice did you see nymphomaniac i did i've watched everything that's that one's a hard watch that one's a tough watch sure you I get found, to see shia labeouf's penis in that movie you do you do 
I I felt like it's, Get it's it. nice, you know. Get it. Hard watch. Yeah, it's a it's is it's, because I saw his wiener. Right. Is no. what I'm saying. I, and I, you're really making the point in a in a turgid way. I get uh, it. Yeah, got it. So what I'm saying is just a rock solid opinion. Yeah, and and honestly, um boner. I'm just- <laughs> I'm 12. Hi, I'm Q and I'm 12. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> Wiener uh, jokes. Uh, that's I, that's I, honestly one of the only Lars von Trier movies that I saw because I knew that it didn't have it? violence in it. And mm-hmm. I, for some reason, violent. I know people are going to argue like, oh, you can watch sex, but you can't watch violence. Honestly, this is also a very brutal movie. It yeah. treats sex in a very violent way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you might as well be watching... Well, someone getting just yeah. mutilated. And you kind of are in some I, I know. And it sounds like that's what this house that Jack built is. Oh, man. It's like a bunch of vignettes of Matt Dillon, who seems to be doing amazing in this trailer, like kill groups of or different types of people in different ways. I never realized. I did watch the trailer, and mm-hmm. I think I sent you the trailer. You because did. I was just like... I, was, I knew it was going to be right up your alley, especially uh, when I read the article that was connected to the trailer. And you were right. It, it piqued my interest. And I told you that I'm not going to watch the movie, but I'm going to have you describe uh, it to me in detail. We're going to do an episode similar to a spoiled rotten. It won't be rotten, but where I have seen the movie and you haven't, and you just ask me questions. Can about we just it. call it Q's a baby? Yeah. Q's a baby. Q's a baby, colon, the house, the house that Jack, Jack built. built. And we'll just do that for movies that I refuse to watch yeah. in general. So I think that's like, a great idea. Like the next Alexander Aja movie that totally. comes out. Totally. Like, Not going to see it. Or, or like maybe I'll go back and rewatch the martyrs, the French extremism. Ooh, do that. Or hell, there's a whole, wow, this may be a great idea, a man. We might've just stumbled on an amazing uh, I, kind of I episode. I actually love this Q's a baby episode where you just watch a movie that I am too frightened yeah. to watch, but then I want to hear all of the gruesome details because I'm safe. I'm in my safe place when I'll I'm go, with you, Jay. I'll go back and watch like audition that Japanese. Yeah. Like, and I'll just movie. be like, so tell me. And you'll be like, well, there's this a piano is- wire. Sit down for this. Right. One. And then the fingernails snapped backwards and blood shot out. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that's horrifying. And I'm like, I know, right? I like yeah. this. I like this idea a lot. And we'll start it with House That Jack Built. That I would I love think to. We should kick but I will off. say, in watching the trailer, because despite Lars von Trier and a lot of people's, you know, aversion or what, what have you to his subject matter... Um, he is a talented oh, filmmaker. That's what I love about him so much. And this trailer looked fantastic. And the music. Like, like, if I didn't know that it was as brutal as it was, I watched the trailer and I immediately was like, I need to watch this movie. Right? Like, this looks amazing. And I love If they the, could the make, logo. like, a PG scrubbed version... <laughs> Of this movie? Well, eventually, in like five years, when it gets syndicated on like FX... That's when I'm going to watch it. You'll watch it, And I'll be like, wow. Holy shit, I can barely handle this. Yeah. Well, by that time, TV censorship will be like nothing. Nothing. So it'll be just the uncut version. I'll be like, why did I watch this? Well, actually, by then, we'll be owned by North Korea, and so we won't have any TV. Exactly. Uh, It'll just be be, uh, Kim Jong-un acting out the house that Jack built. Got it. And he's like driving around in Matt Dillon's car. Actually, the only way that people will be able to listen or to view the movie will be listening to our episode of Q's a baby. 
So it's even more important that you all listen when that comes up. (laughs) Yes. But man, that you're right. And I never noticed how much Matt Dillon looks like a psychopath. I've like he has that he... dead eye stare. Like there's a minute in the trailer, and I think it's towards the end, but it is definitely the still picture that's like floating around the promotional image, where he's got like a little bit of blood spatter on his face, and his he's doing this weird kind of like half smile, where like half of his face looks totally dead like and dead. hollow, but the other is like this kind of like pleased, <laughs> and he's got like this weird gleam in his eye, but also like totally dead yeah. inside eyes like hiding no soul whatsoever yeah. you know what i mean it's I, haunting it's awesome. i well that's the thing and it saddens me that uh nymphomaniac's the only one that you watched did you watch both parts of it i did okay that to me is his one of his my least favorite i'm not gonna say worst because i don't want to put the moniker of worst on any of his movies. now i will say that's not the only thing of his that i've seen oh i also saw um the original version of kingdom hospital oh, oh okay so, that the lars von trier show which is like watered down lars von trier right, it's very. still like super weird and yeah yeah and intense or whatever but it's not it's not i i it's would not say antichrist you should watch um um shit uh mela melancholia melancholia you should definitely watch melancholia it's intense in a different way okay it's not super violent it's not super bloody it's just super nihilistic and okay. intense like i like those intense. kind of movies you should watch melancholia i should not watch antichrist is what i've heard it's so good though i've like, heard it's so thing. good but i've heard it is it is brutal rough. it is rough it has one of the, i don't cringe at a whole lot Fingernails I cringe at, eyeballs I cringe at. There were multiple parts of this movie that I was cringing away. Like, I couldn't not cringe. It's terrible. The things that she does to this man are terrible. Like, sure. And But the movie is the one of the most beautifully shot movies. Have you seen um, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the... Yes, by the coward Robert Ford. It looks like that movie. Like, the cinematography oh. is almost as good as, like, a Deacon's. That's crazy. But... It's so brutal and dark and sad, but Charlotte Rampling is amazing in it. She's like in all of his movies. She's the lead in Infomania. Right. She's awesome in this. And it's, Willem Dafoe. It's just crazy how good it is, but it is t- – you would hate it. It is tough <laughs> to watch. Honestly, we should watch it together, and in all the bad scenes, I'll tell you to earmuff your eyes, and I'll just describe what's happening. It's like, all right, right now she's drilling through – his inner thigh up by his penis and she's putting a metal weight on it so he can't leave the floor and now she's like sawing into his dick and like oh my I, god I'll that just, sounds horrible i'll just describe to you what's happening and you can just close your eyes and you open and be like yeah it's better now. we'll do it's an, like he's having sex with a tree how about like, we do a commentary version of that movie for cues a baby <laughs> so we'll do the Ooh. cues a baby commentary commentary oh human a baby commentary yeah human yeah I'm into it. And now, and, and that now, way we'll watch it together and I'll cover my eyes during the bad parts. And, and then you have to describe to me and everyone listening. <laughs> exactly. Now for all of you, um, for all of you recipe heads out there, we're not talking about the commentary where we talk about spices. Right. Uh, for an hour. That's, That's totally separate. Those episodes are released on Saturdays. Right. And so. only through, they're a Patreon exclusive. So it, yes, Patreon exclusive. You have to do our, ti- our highest tier. It's a hundred dollars a month. A hundred dollars. We both went there same time, and uh, and you get our. uh, It's every other month. You only get it. You get. We went there at the same time because 
It's real. It's true. <laughs> because it's real. So you only get six a year. It's $100 a month, but it's worth it because it's an hour-long talk, talk about spices called Cumentary. Right. So, uh, But I will ask, <laughs> can we put out a vote? Can we put out a Twitter or yeah. a Facebook poll? Yeah. Can we can. poll whether people would like a Q's a Baby episode where you spoil the movie for me? Or if they would prefer the Q's a Baby in the format of a, a commentary, commentary track. That you download and listen to while you watch right, the Right, you movie. sync it to the movie and you get to listen to me freak out. Personally, I want that. Okay. That's the one I want to vote for. Now, I will I say. I want to watch horrifyingly scary movies with you. And just have me cover my eyes yeah. and squirm yeah. and freak I out? I definitely just want to have a commentary of you reacting harshly. Like, I want to watch Martyrs with you. Well, let's. Or I want to watch. Well, let's. Let's take a poll. <laughs> And let's have our audience tweet at us at High Five the Podcast. Hi, the number five, the The podcast, podcast. Um, and that's H I G H, Mm -hmm. not H I. Yeah, we had people asking about that. Number five, the podcast. Podcast. Uh, But tweet at us and tell us, yay for full length spoiler episode or commentary episode, and tweet at us and tweet at Jason Martin. (laughs) Why not? At Jason Martin. Let him know which type of episode you would you like to hear. That we do. That we do. He, he can tell us because we're super best friends. We're right. Not. It's just going to be <laughs> super best friends, but we're not. If I just but keep saying be. it enough in public, it'll happen. It's like I read willing... Oprah's book, and that's what it is. The secret is about how to become friends with Jason Martin, and I believe it will happen. You have my to vision believe board it. is just a picture of him and a picture of all of his characters. Weird. My vision board, just a picture of, of John Larroquette. Oh. In a bikini. I thought you were going to say your vision board is just a picture of my vision board. (laughs) No, but that would be funny. (laughs) It's just like a really talk about being meta. I know. Right? Speaking of, we should probably talk about being meta. We should get back to that. So that's what what all of the people who aren't listening came for. (laughs) That's That's what the people want. Even if they don't know they want it or don't understand that they're getting it, that's what they want. And it's what they, it's not the, it's not the episode that the city needs. It's the episode that we want. <laughs> Thanks, Gordon. Um, um, so oh man, so that's so, what we're talking. Meta movies. So, meta, so we talked about this based off of the fact that Deadpool 2 is releasing. Yeah. And depending on how you think about today. it. Today. Deadpool 2 is out today, guys. Go see it. Or yesterday. Because now some Thursdays are release days for some reason. Oh, is that? Oh, I forgot about that. That's you know, right. so it's either yesterday or today. Everybody, you should go see Deadpool two. We definitely are going to. But Deadpool is known for being very meta. The first movie yes. very much was. The trailers so far for this one have been. Um, it's sort of a favorite, not genre, but a favorite gimmick of mine. Totally. Um, to to watch stories or movies or things that are done in a in a meta commentary type of way. So explain uh, meta. Sure. Well, I'll explain it as I understand it and I'm sure someone can For all the me dumb out cues out there. So meta is the idea of meta is when a genre or a story or the structure of a story acknowledges the medium or the channel or the fact that it's a story or the genre or plays with the boundaries of that genre. I think the easiest way to, to talk about it is to actually name some examples. So do it. One that I actually pull up for a lot of people is cabin in the woods. Yep. Cabin in the woods is very, very meta on the fact that it's a horror movie. Sure. So they're not referencing in the film. Hey, this is a movie. Hey, we're characters in the movie. But they do reference the common tropes. They reference the types of monsters. They kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. An and example 
also of that exact same level of meta would be the Scream movies. Yes. So Scream plays with the same thing. It doesn't acknowledge that it itself is the movie, but it does play with the tropes and pull back the curtains of, well, if this were a scary movie, this is what would happen next. And then sometimes it would happen. But then also they had the running gag of they were making movies in the the world of the movie about the events that had happened previously. So that's where Scream 2, 3, and 4 really kicked up the meta ante. Um, because they really, they were acknowledging the success of the first one and the first one was meta in itself. Exactly. Um, and it's kind of the idea of, you know, meta is uh, a prefix, you know, metamorphosis or metaphysics or metaphysical. It's, it's like the little pieces, the, the things that make things work. And so the idea of meta is a story that pulls back the curtain and acknowledges its gears basically. Exactly. And it, the inner workings, whatever, like, Whatever way that formulates itself, like I mean, adaptation that we put out on social, the you know the Andy Kaufman, I mean the Charlie Kaufman movies. Um, you he's know, we, he's just a master of meta. He's a meta. He's a meta master. He's a meta master, meta musical mix up ninja. My. That doesn't start with N. Uh, all of his movies have been levels of meta. They they very Being much John are. Malkovich adaptation. Adaptation is the one that I think is. Almost overtly meta. It's about being. Oh, for meta. sure. It's about the. It is about the writers, which are basically a stand-in for Charlie Kaufman. Well, I it, think it is, is Charlie it is, Kaufman. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is Charlie adapting Hoffman. the Orchid Thief, which is an actual book that he got contracted to adapt to adapt when made and this movie exactly. And then in the movie. He's talking about how books like this are adapted, and he doesn't want it to be an action movie. And then it just turns into an action movie. Right. It's it's crazy. It's it's a it's a rabbit tunnel. But Synecdote New York is the same type of way. Did you say rabbit tunnel? Yeah. Like a rabbit hole? No, but these are like bigger. Oh, well, got it. <laughs> for like rabbit trains for hares. Oh shit! But they still call them rabbit tunnels. Don't ask me why. It's a whole bureaucracy. How meta. <laughs> That's not meta. That's, I'm just going to keep saying that's meta. carrots. Can I just keep? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I hate you yeah. so much. So does, the, so does right, our non-audience. Right oh, but so that's how I would describe meta. I mean, Got there's it. a lot of different ways it can take. I mean, some more modern examples. Like I would say Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jungle could be considered meta. Sure. Because it acknowledges the rules of video games of which they are inside in the movie. Would you say, here's a question, David Lynch? Would David Lynch... Like as a human? Like most like of his, his movies and, and things? Are they... Because some of them are like self-referential and I, weird. Uh, specifically Mulholland Drive. I would say... I would say David Lynch is more introspective than meta. Okay. Because I think Mulholland Drive is more of an introspective rumination on like celebrity culture in Hollywood sure. than it is about the process of telling a okay. story. Or, I'm just trying to like set yeah. parameters yeah, so definitely. people can so understand. I would put David Lynch Definitely on not for myself because I get it 100%. Oh, of course you do. Um, but I appreciate if you would explain it in better detail. Yes. No, I mean, so those are that's a good parameter to put up. So David Lynch would be out. Charlie Kaufman would be very much in. I would say like Jim Jarmusch would kind of be in that. Like that Coffee vein. and Cigarettes? Coffee and Cigarettes is a really good example. It's a, the movie about 
conversations that is built of conversations, talking about people having conversations. Sure. And, you know, the duality of life. It, Yeah, I would say Jim Jarmusch falls into that. Um, I mean, I would say Wes Craven falls into that. Cause yeah, New Nightmare. Already. New Nightmare is in that. New thing. Nightmare was a direct meta movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one dealt directly with making a movie about Freddy Krueger. Right. Uh, basically making the New Nightmare movie. Right. And then Freddy Krueger becoming, becoming real, real. And it had like Holland Camp. Or Langenkamp in it. In and it. Heather Langenkamp was in it as Heather Langenkamp. Right. Wes Craven was in it as yeah. Wes Craven. Right. And so that, that to me, like, I think Wes Craven would fall into almost a meta horror because a lot of his seemed to pull from things like that. I mean, even, was it Cursed? The one about... Oh, no. the were- with Christina Ricci? Yeah, but what the that werewolf was... werewolf movie? That was... No, that may not have been as meta as I'm thinking. I was about to say, no, I don't think so. I think that was more uh, symbolic. Now, that was was directed by him and written by, uh, uh, what shit, what's his name? Kevin Williamson, the same guy that wrote Scream. See, they should have done it. They they should have been, it should have been more meta. And it starred Pacey from Dawson's Creek. It sure did. It sure that did. I, that was just a factoid that yeah, had just, nothing to do with the conversation. That's, that's, I was just you're saying, welcome, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> hashtag little, Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Hashtag uh, knowledge nugget. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, and but okay, so we've talked a little bit about horror. Definitely, we've uh-huh. got some indie films in there. We talked about Jumanji too. Comedy or, does meta. Comedy, comedy, and pop culture do meta really well. Can I tell you one of my favorite meta comedies? I please hope that it's the same. It's one probably not. Say. Uh, but one of my favorites is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, that wasn't what I was going to say, but yeah, I it, love that movie. In that movie, the whole thing ends up being predicated on the fact that they're filming right. this movie and that they're actually killing people. And you don't know that until the very right. end. And I then like the police come in and just arrest people. I like that it's revealed as meta at the very end. Like right. There's a meta twist, almost like um, uh, Mel Brooks. In Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. At the end where they're running through the theaters and the back lots and right. it's the actors. And I love those kind of meta twists as well. I'll tell you another one. There are a couple that actually double down on it and uh, are meta throughout the entire thing. Uh-huh. Last Action Hero being one of oh, them. Oh, absolutely. Love Last Shane Action Shane Black Hero. movie. Of course. Of course. The guy's fucking genius. The other one, kind of a guilty pleasure, but I will defend this movie. I love Last year. Action Hero, by the way. Just well, me throwing too. that out there. Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, it's totally meta. I fucking love Galaxy Quest. I don't know why I hate Tim Allen. Who's the, the most director part. on that? Dan, Don Dan Parasot, I think is his name. So, yeah, the, he's doing something else. Fuck, he's doing something recently. He's yeah. been in headlines again. Well, look him here. Look him up real quick. I will. I'll why are you telling? Go ahead. Because Galaxy Quest is kind of one of those that I always forget about. But then when I go back and revisit it, I just remember how good it is. Like how many people are in it. Like we've got Justin Long in there. Dwight Schrute. Rain Wilson is in it before he became famous. Uh, one of the guys, I can't remember his name, one of the guys uh, from Just oh. Shoot Me. Is now I it. know why he's been oh. in the news again why? recently. He is the director of Bill and Ted 3. Yeah! Amazing. I knew I had read that. I was like, because they kept referencing, they're yeah. like, well, the movie's being directed by the Helmer of Galaxy Quest, so we I'm know totally it's in good hands. For that. But to be fair, he also directed Red 2. Damn. And Fun with Dick and Jane. Fine. That no, movie. that movie sucked. That movie's not good, but it's... Now, nah, you know what? That movie's pretty bad. He really hasn't directed a lot of movies, to be honest. Um, But he did do... 
uh, several episodes, or excuse me, at least one episode of Santa Clarita Diet. I love that show. Have you I seen know, it? No, I haven't. You need to watch he it. He did some Grace and Frankie. Love that show. He did Justified. Love that show. He did uh, Modern Family. That show's fine. Um, welcome. He did, oh shit, he did uh, an episode of the OG Tick series. Ooh, with Patrick Warburton? Yeah. Okay. See, this guy's back on my good list. But he also directed Home Fries with Drew Barrymore. Oh, <laughs> damn. And Luke Wilson, is that who back, that Back movie? to neutral, and it's definitely Luke Wilson in that movie. Gross. Well, uh, you know what? If he can tap into his Galaxy Quest or Santa to Clarita diet, which you need to watch, is very funny, um, then I'm fine with it. Because Galaxy Quest, again, is one of those where you, you got Alan Rickman, at his Rickman Rickman Oh, for sure. Um, Sam Rockwell. Oh, is, I love. Is, he's great. At, Sigourney Weaver, of yep. course. Killing it. I mean, it's just really, really good. Sure. Um, and uh, and so I would consider that a meta movie. I don't know. There was something about it. Like when I was when I was growing up, when I first really started getting introduced to these uh, these types of movies and really kind of understood what meta was. It always appealed to me because I loved knowing how things worked. Sure. So, like, I loved clocks that you would see at the antique store that had the glass casing so you could see all see the, the inner workings inside. I loved all those things. I loved um, the miniature models of hotels that they would have in their own lobbies. You could see all the detail. Totally. I love seeing how stuff works or how stuff is made. And so... If I can be entertained and also shown the gears and the strings in a fun way, then that's it, oh, it's just like the best of both worlds for me. That's a win-win. What I mean, what about you? Like, where do you? I've I've named a lot of stuff. Where do you land on 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 these meta movies or these? Is it things that you know I, you enjoy? Or? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I love meta. I feel like meta tends to be, and if we're going, if we're looking at it from like a comedy standpoint, I think meta is very like thinking man's comedy. I would agree. Community used it so well. And I'm glad you brought that up. Community is one of my all-time okay. favorite shows. But it, I love self, any sort of self-reference, especially self-deprecation, I think is really funny. Agreed. Um, and I, you fat asshole. I, I really... Is that how that works? No, that would be if I said it. Well, that would only be what? like if you're like, I agree, no, I'm if, a fat asshole. you said what? That I'm a fat asshole. I know you are. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Zingery bip bop boo! <laughs> That's not a thing. You don't know. <laughs> you fat asshole. I know. <laughs> Damn it! I Hilarious. Agree. Uh, comedy, classic meta. meta comedy. Um, but I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a huge Monty Python fan. That was kind of one of the weirdest things for me. Yeah. I remember watching that movie and thinking it was really funny on its own. But then when that came around, I thought that was really funny. Um, another movie that I would consider meta, definitely meta, was uh, This is Spinal Tap. Oh, um, I love this Because it was about a fake rock band that also put out real albums yeah, as a real rock band um, and was directed by... Um, fuck. I can't think of his name. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner as Rob Reiner, like in the yeah. movie talking about it, but basically doing kind of a, oh no, he wasn't Rob Reiner. No, he, he was another director, but he was basically doing a spoof on like a Spielberg right. kind of thing. Um, but it was like a commentary on the rock music scene, but also on like the rock documentary right. scene. Um, I would definitely consider that. Man, meta. see if we're going to consider that meta, that may change how our top five is going to go because do you not consider that meta? You know, I 
thinking about it, I actually have to say that it, yeah, it's that's in a weird gray period because it's a mockumentary format. Sure. Because I don't know, like mockumentary almost feels like its own thing. Like the office, I don't think is meta, but it could be if you look at it as a, an exploration of, you know, work life and how sure. shows are made. Well, like I said, I, I don't know that Spinal Tap would have been as meta if they wouldn't have dealt with them filming a documentary. Right. And, but also actually touring, right. Actually yeah. putting out albums. I think that because, you can still buy to this yeah. day. They even did a comeback tour mm-hmm. and put out a new album as the band. And because you know what of I mean? all that, that's what it is. I didn't, I didn't consider that aspect of it because that definitely would qualify. Sure. It would have to. Right, because they took something that's fictional and then made it real they world. Just went but the it's the other a, way around. Like most right. people go from showing you what's real in a fictional setting. They actually took something that was fictional and made and it made a it thing real before like Miley Cyrus did it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that so, I mean, obviously I'm gonna spoil it. My number one is the Miley Cyrus movie. It is that, Hannah uh, Montana Hannah, comes Hannah alive. Montana the movie. Oh, is it comes alive? No, you I don't know fucking that. know. I thought that's mannequin too. You say comes I should alive. know that? You should. I said you shouldn't know. that. I don't know that. It makes sense though. That's it's called the Hannah Montana movie. <laughs> Hannah Montana, hand to Montana, hand to Montana. Yeah. It's called the Hannah Montana. Oh man! But yeah, so I love, I love, 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 love self-referential yeah. stuff. That's why I love Deadpool. If yeah. we're talking about Deadpool, is one of the movies. That's what made me fell in love with, or made me fell in love. He. It's what made me fall in love with him as a comic book character. Yeah. Oh, um, man, I've, I've, yeah. Because I've always found it incredibly engaging when a character speaks to the audience. Well, I think that's really funny. I liked uh, if Ferris Bueller's Day Off played with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would consider levels of that being kind of meta. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang kiss, kiss, dealt bang, with that. Bang I would is, consider yeah. as meta. You've got Robert Downey Jr. speaking directly to the audience about being an unreliable narrator regarding that movie. Right. Um that kind of stuff, I don't know. There's something that just like tickles my pickle when it comes to that. <laughs> well, I mean, that famous movie, uh, Tickles My Pickle, starring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Tickle else. Pickle Rick. <laughs> that's another. That's another show. Rick and Morty is also plays very meta. With realities and plays with science fiction and themes and story structures and arcs. Um, I mean, yeah, that that's gonna be. I think when we come up with the definitive top five top five list we're gonna have to include the weight of the meta in the movie sure like something like adaptation would obviously have a lot more meta weight than say um fight club well like fight club yeah or uh monty python and search for the holy Grail, because it's just that last scene well in in fight club for example um the whole movie isn't meta yeah but he points at the but he does have some things where he they reference like the burn being a film right um so I wouldn't say that that movie's super meta, but I would right. say that it has, it has meta elements. Right, meta elements. Meta elements. Uh, so like that, I think I would like to propose that we include that in our consideration factors when we're talking about these movies to say because something like this is Spinal Tap is so good and it includes so far of a reach uh-huh. where something like you know Monty Python and Search for the Holy Grail, I might like that movie just as much. 
But on a meta scale, it's definitely less than. Well, weight. can we say so? I'm gonna like throw out some real off the wall. Or are we at the meta at cinema? No time. Oh, okay. No, not quite yet. Okay. I just wanted to say that, um, like, just put out some ones that I don't know right. that you'd really thought about as yeah. Meta. Let's talk. Let's do it. Um, but I watched it recently. Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. The original, the Norman Jewison movie, um, is basically filmed as a movie. In the desert with current people right. performing as... So it's set up like a stage play, but filmed as a movie right. that's set up as something that's actually happening. Huh. So it's yeah. it's like aware that it's a movie, thought. Yeah. but it's also playing it straightforward. So like they ride out into the desert in a bus. Some Sometimes they're wearing slightly current for the 70s clothing mixed with like the time right so that to me on a on certain levels is meta um i would say uh the muppet movie is another one i would say the muppet movie that is meta yeah um because basically they reference being the muppets yeah all right now you're talking about the uh the Jason Siegel. No, version? I'm talking about the original. The original. Yeah, like, I mean, I, think I mean, Jason all, Siegel one too. They all have elements of that in it, but yeah, the original I would weight higher than, um, than uh, the Jason Siegel one for sure. I would say um, even uh, Shadow of the Vampire is a yeah. meta movie because that's dealing with a real world film and is taking a concept of these actors and kind of telling a story that may not be a real story. I like the thought. I like the Shadow of the Vampire inclusion. Also that um uh behind the mask The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say that falls into that category as well. Horror now that we're thinking about it like Cabin Fever uh no not Cabin Fever uh, Cabin in the Woods um the Leslie Vernon um Shadow of the Vampire like horror can play in that in that in that vein really well. I mean, Scream, New Nightmare. Uh, I mean, damn, damn, it's a lot of horror ones. They're pretty good. I'm pretty telling good. you, man. I, I mean, I like again. I, I the more I'm thinking about this, the more excited I'm getting because th- this is gonna be hard to narrow down to five. We're gonna have to be pretty picky. Yeah, uh, Stranger Than Fiction is oh, the one that a lot of people I forget like about with Will Ferrell. Yeah. It's a fucking fantastic I, movie. I own that movie, but it's that got a couple, is like, tier very tier. meta. Oh man, my God! About like the someone who became real from someone else's writing, and then finds out that he's a character in her novel, and goes and confronts her. Right. And then she has to deal with the knowledge, the that, fact that he is a real person, yeah. and that she is basically giving and or taking away life from him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that would actually. So many people haven't seen that movie, and I would definitely recommend it. Again, it's not gonna. It's not going to be the the best movie you see all year, but it might blow your mind a little bit. It's a pretty twisty and turny. And honestly, Will Ferrell gives a really good performance in it. Totally. That was kind of back in the time where I remember realizing that Will Ferrell was like, oh, you're actually a good actor. Because he was in that um, that Woody Allen movie around that same time. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Sarah and Sarah. Mm -hmm. it It was a name. It was based off of a name. But then he was also in that Everything Must Go movie yep. and a lot of those have comedic elements that he can play within but for the most part they're very serious films absolutely um and and that was kind of right around the time when i realized like damn he's he's not that bad like he's a good actor exactly like i like him outside of just being a silly goofy guy right 
which is which is good because yeah. I love seeing actors kind of step yeah. out of. I liked when I was able to do that with Jim Carrey as well. Now he, you know, Man on the Moon is pre- is pretty good. The Majestic is okay. Um, the number twenty three and some of his. Uh, speaking of stepping outside of our characters, and speaking for a minute, of celebrities, is it? It's tell time. me it's time for the Marsden. Minute. Oh, it is time. For the Marsden Minute. Jason Marsden. In a minute. Jason Marsden. In a minute. Jason Marsden. In a minute. Jason Marsden. Dash daring. Courageous and caring. Faithful and friendly. With stories to share. So this this week, guys, oh, I'm so excited about this Marsden Minute. You don't even know. Okay. So if you don't follow Jason Marsden's Instagrams or his Twitters. At Jason Marsden. Yeah, at Jason Marsden on Twitter. And uh, and then is at Jason Marston mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram yeah, as well. His, his socials are. And then he has another one called at Mars Presents. Yes. And that's the one that made an announcement this week that you all need to know about. Absolutely. So, so Q, do you want to unveil this announcement that he's already unveiled publicly? I would love to. Um, so as far as Jason Marsden is concerned, he is debuting and and currently in the filming process of a brand new variety show. Yeah, that's going to be so good. And it is called The Mars Variety Show. I love it. And I'm excited. Apparently, it's going to have music. It's going to have... Swimming pools. Yep. It's going to have people. It's going to have Jason Marsden. It's going to have Hee Haw. It's going to be great. It's going to have Laugh-In. Gonna I'm have, just naming right. It's going to have, gonna have Carol Peele. Burnett. It's going to have Key and Peele. Dave Chappelle's making an appearance. It's going to have Abraham Lincoln. It's going to have Aberdolf Linkler. <laughs> it's going to have Photo Raptor. It is. It's going to have Reverse Giraffe. But so, so he, if, again, we, Seriously, can't, we though, can't stress this enough. Go follow his Instagram. Also, profiles. his Instagram is Mars. Oh, at Mars. Yeah. That's what we got confused last time, the yep. first time we did this. So, at Mars on Instagram. At Jason Marsden. Or just on, do a search Twitter, for Jason Marsden. And at Mars Presents. Now, that's the one you want to look at Ooh. to see all the information about this show. So, Jason. It looks awesome. We're super proud of you, and we're, and we're super happy for you. And, you know, if you're looking for, for talent. We have some. Man, we have we have talent out the wazoo. Jay, Jay can juggle ten gerbils at once. And only, and only kill two. Right. And Q... I don't know if you know this, Jason, about Q, but Q can do an exact impersonation of a marmot with rabies. It's true. And, and like people in Australia can't even believe that he's not an actual critter. That is that is yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. Also, if you're not really needing the talent side of things, Jay and I are very capable fluffers. We are. Um, I actually have a degree in it. From, fluffology. F- from uh, A degree in fluffology from Fluffton University. It's true. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's a credit, fully accredited. It's very prestigious uh-huh. and it's very penises. That's not a word. That joke kind of fell apart. That one's not a word, but the college. Totally real. Fluffton University, you can look it up and apply today. Their motto goes, Fluffton University, we're going to touch your dick. So That's true. It's a good one. I laugh because... I just yeah. remember the good old days of going to Fluffton University. Oh, and I just remembered another skill that Q has. Yeah, what's uh, that? Jason, if you need this, Q can wear 12 hats at once. 12? Different styles of hats at once. J, 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 J. I added another. <gasps> 13. 13 hats? I'm up to 13. 
13 but hats. But that's unlucky 13 hats. I know, but it's lucky. So many. That I can do it. I remember that you almost got to do that on Figure It Out. I did. Yeah. Almost. 13. Well, at the time, Danny, I was only. Danny from Pete and Pete would almost guessed yeah. your hat trick. To be fair, I was only up to nine at that point. Nice. So fucking. It's not as impressive. Fucking child's play. They, at you know the time, I mean? you called it a triple hat trick. I like did. Because you, you thought it was clever. It was, it was kind of dumb. I called it a hat trick hat trick. <laughs> I thought it was meta. <laughs> that I like. Turns out. I like that. Turns out not meta. So, Jason, yeah. what we're saying is that we have talent and we have a variety of talent. But we're not as talented as you. And so congratulations on your show. And, and we can't wait to see what you come and up I with. And I hope that it becomes the most successful variety show in the history of variety shows. You know what we should do? What? The week that it gets released uh, for the first viewing. A commentary? Premiere, no, we should do an episode on the top five variety shows. And release it that same week. Jason Marsden, you heard it here first, and really, it's the only place yeah. you could hear it. But you heard it when your show airs. We high five the podcast. We'll do an episode on variety top, on variety shows. So, and we're gonna we'll in honor you of your show. So that's our Marsden minute for this week. Great. And uh, so, thank you, Jason, for listening. Thank you, everybody else, for listening to the Marsden minute. And as um, always, send your reviews of "I Feel Pretty" to Jason Marsden on Twitter at Jason Marsden. All right, so All right. back to meta movies, meta movies. Um, would you consider our Marsden Minute meta? Kind of, because we reference it a whole lot. Um, right. Now, if we had Jason Marsden on the episode doing the Jason the Marsden Minute, then talking about himself in the third person, sure, that would be even more meta. That would be mucho meta. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Double mega M. mucho, mega mucho meta, Megdamusel mucho meta. Megalodon. Oh, I like that. The Meg. Megan. <laughs> Meps. Megatron. You already said that. I didn't say Meps. I said Megatron. You already said that. Oh, you already yeah. said Megatron. Um, um, so, yeah. Smegma. Gross. What are we talking about? Meta. Yay! We're back to meta. I like meta movies. Um, so, should we get to list making? I mean, is it time? We've, we've kind of talked about, about it what it is. Lot. Where and honestly, I think the list may take some work this time because yeah. there's a lot of really good ones. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just dive into the list. Here we go. All right. Uh, wait, let's do an intro song for the top five list. So, da 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 da. You didn't know the list. Da 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 da. Now you do. Da 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 da. Don't argue with us. Da 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 da. Or you'll poo. feel like poo. Yeah, feel like poo. It's the high five, top five. Top five. <laughs> Love it. We're gonna win a egot is coming our way. <laughs> it is for this 100%, one episode. This one. Let's do. Let's do this egot. Okay. So we've mentioned a lot. Do any of them jump out at you immediately as has to be on the list? Um. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I, which one jumps I, out at you? I think Deadpool definitely deserves okay, a, a spot, spot on somewhere. the list. I, I feel like it has brought back people's right. acceptance of meta movies well and i also think it's raised I, awareness i <laughs> meta awareness meta awareness um i think yeah i think that the deadpool is is in the running like i love that movie okay and i definitely think that um if you include their marketing campaigns it's uh -huh. even better so that to me For is sure. even more where the meta gets involved and they actually make it a real life thing where you know 
Ryan and Ryan Reynolds is going on Korean game shows or um, they're re-sleeving other movies like Goodwill Hunting with Deadpool on the cover beca- exactly. to promote it. So that sort of stuff, yeah, meta. Um, I, I, the one for me, I think adaptation has to be on there. Oh, for sure. I, I think it's probably up near the top, if not yeah. number one. Just because, one, the subject matter deals with meta in a way that I think might be the smartest that's ever been done. For sure. But it also, the movie itself is meta. It's about something that's meta. We're saying meta a lot in this episode. It's, it's kind a of annoying very, It's very meta. It's, um, so... I mean, for me, I would actually vote for adaptation being number one. Probably. Okay, we'll 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 reapproach that. Okay, because we've got a lot. We do. Um, so I would say that honestly, and I know I touched on it earlier, and you kind of glossed over it. I think being John Malkovich is kind of there. Being really? John Mal, yeah, man, like more it's, than adaptation though. I don't know that it's more than adaptation, but I think it is. It's a super meta movie. It's mm. about. The actor John Malkovich and yeah. people being able to go inside of his head and live his life, but it's him, it's a version of him. Yeah, you know, a movie that we didn't talk about at all. This is the end. That's right, we didn't, and we I didn't like... even bring that up for two yeah. seconds. But that one is full of actors playing themselves, themselves in a, in a really terrible crazy situation. situation in like a house that may or may not be one and of the has. Michael Sarah in his best performance. Dying immediately? No, just being a total <laughs> douchebag. Yeah, a coked out douchebag. Yeah, I, I, oh, man, I like that movie too. Shit, this is um, tough. Ah, man. Because uh, I think Cabin in the Woods has, has a shot. I feel like it's up there, but honestly, I would probably choose a Scream over, over Cabin, Cabin in, in the, the Woods. Woods. And maybe honestly Scream 2. Because mm, it's um, definitely yeah that, it's that's where the meta, meta got it, they 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 upped the ante of meta right um with the second one because that's when they really introduced the whole concept of the film the stab films right. being made <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they introduced like um I forget uh, Tori Spelling as, as, yeah. as and uh, I think was it Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson as the the boyfriend. Character, the Billy Loomis character yeah, in the was. film, uh, but it was really funny, and it had that awesome Jada Pinkett Smith death scene at the beginning, yeah. which has always—and this is totally unrelated to being meta—but always totally been a fear of mine. It's the same reason that I that haunted houses scare me because is because I'm always like, you could totally murder somebody here, and no and one would, would realize. Think, yeah that you're being murdered. Like right. everybody would be like, wow, that looks really realistic. Meanwhile, you're like, no, seriously, help me. This person is stabbing me to death. And that's like, a good actor. Yeah, right and I'm there. like, no, 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 stop, please. Come oh, on. You only realize it when you get home and at the news and you're like, hey, I'm on the news. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> that poor woman. Oh, no, I could have She's not as good of an actor as I thought she So was. I feel like Scream 2 definitely needs to be on the the top five meta lists. I, I can totally get on board for that. So the ones that we have in no particular order right now. Sure. We have Adaptation that definitely has to be in top five. Yep. We have Scream 2 that definitely has to be in top five. Yep. Deadpool. Yep. I really liked your um, uh, This is Spinal Tap. Thanks. Especially okay. with the inclusion of what they did in the real world. I love it. Agreed. And so, and the fact that they included a, a documentary director character in the film. Agreed. So I I'll, would, I'll add that on the list too. And I will add one of yours that I really liked if possible. Um, last action hero. 
I feel like that's a really good genre bending because they reference a whole bunch of of genre tropes in that movie. Uh, animated movie tropes, the kind of Hollywood cop tropes. I forgot there was an animated cat cat yeah, pop in totally. that movie. I totally forgot that until you just said it. Uh, they they I mean, reference he, horror movie fuck, tropes in that one. Out of the the movie theater, I've always thought one of the funniest thing not one of the funniest things that's a hyperbolic, but one thing that I liked. One of in, the funniest things of all time. One thing I liked in Last Action Hero uh-huh. was when they went into the blockbuster. And Sly Stallone was the star of Terminator. Yes. And it was just kind of, and he was talking to him. He was like, oh, I love that guy, Sly Stallone. It was like, oh, that's cool. That's funny like, and clever. That's, that's, uh, I like that you poke so fun at yourself. So I'd put it out there. Um, I think we've, I think I it's mean, important. We if have we, five if on If we're going to be making our top five list, I feel like it's important that each one of our picks represents a different genre of meta. Kind of like we've done. Kind of like we've done. I feel like that's that's part of forming the ultimate list is you've got to kind of touch on the different forms mm-hmm. that meta takes on. So, so what well, have we got so far? Well, we ha- we have stated five. Okay. Um, and uh, and we might might some things might get moved. So okay. we have adaptation. Okay. We have Scream Two. Yep. We have Deadpool. Uh-huh. We have This Is Spinal Tap. Yep. And we have Last Action Hero. All right. So adaptation, I will agree with you, can be number one. And I think it's just the purest form of what of the exploration of the concept of being meta. Yeah, and and the creation of some art that is you're watching the art that's being created. Exactly. So I just think it's kind of the imperfect encapsulation of it. Sure. Um, you got to be super high to watch and understand that. It movie. helps. It surely does. Uh, we have Scream 2 sort of as our horror okay. staple. Yep. And so the question is, is Scream 2 a better meta film than like New Nightmare? I think so. With, well, I, I think know it's established within the Scream I, universe. See, the crazy part the is most. I know a lot of people hate Scream 2. They think it's like a real down point on the franchise. I, I really liked Scream 2. I am not a fan. I liked Scream 2 better once I saw Scream 3. Scream 3 is terrible. It's terrible. I I thought the whole Billy Loomis's mom twist was a little dumb, especially with Timothy Oliphant. It felt like almost an exact replaying of the first one. But for me, I always thought that that was kind of the point, is it, that it was itself a trope of right. sequels. Like, it was basically retelling the same story right. from the first one, but with but more, more outlandish and, twists mm-hmm. and more blood and right. everything was upped. And so I always took it at a very meta right. level of... their. It's a statement on horror movie sequels. They you know, try to double down on everything they're doing. And I actually don't disagree with that. So, I mean, 100%, I think it's the most meta of the Scream franchise. What sure. I'm trying to decide is if it's the most meta horror of the movie. horror horror movies. Um, I don't know. I really think Rise of uh, Leslie Vernon, Rise, that's, that's what, Rise of Leslie Vernon is on there. But I don't I know. When better, I though. think meta, I think Scream. Scream yeah. Because it... All right. Meta, take, meta me horror wasn't really a thing. I think I go to Cabin in the Woods first because I like that one and it's more recent. Sure. Scream, I think, is the better movie, but Scream Cabin in the Woods is better than Scream 2, but I think Scream 2 deals with meta information better. Sure. So I, I am fine with I having feel like Scream. It's more meta. Yeah, I'm fine with having Scream 2 on the list. I'm not sure what position 
but I'm fine with it being okay. our horror option. Our horror reference. One that I'm struggling with is Deadpool and Last Action Hero because they're both kind of actiony. Okay, meta if I movies. had to choose between the two, I would say Deadpool all day. Yeah, I I would too. As much as it hates, as much as it pains me. To take off. Especially because I rewatched it last night, and the opening credits of that oh, movie are fucking hilarious. Made by a bunch of douchebags. Yeah, and an overpaid, overpaid douchebag, yeah. and it was like, with the writers, it was the real heroes yeah. of this movie, and then for uh, for Ryan Reynolds, it was God's Perfect Idiot, yeah. and just all of these I, really, really fucking funny, yeah. self-referential things. Um uh, the gag, the Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy, yeah, McAvoy, McAvoy which one? The, yeah, exactly. McAvoy or Stewart. Yeah. All of those references that the reference of the green of him being the Green Lantern when he was like, whatever you do, don't put me in a green right. animated suit. Yeah. All of those were just, just so brilliant. funny and so yeah. meta and so self-referential. I mean, I'm fine with Deadpool being on there. I'm actually fine with Deadpool being above. Oh, man. I don't know. Should it be above Scream? To, I think so. I think if we're going meta itself for real meta, yeah. if we're judging it on merit of how how meta is it, then I feel <laughs> That's our like new podcast going on. Yeah. How meta is it? It's so meta. <laughs> That's just the answer every time. Is <laughs> yeah. it so meta? Um, but you have to say it like really pretentiously, right? It's, it's so, so meta. meta. The mise en scene is ridiculous. <laughs> just stop making words and just only that's making my, sounds. That's my like snooty, val- not Valley Girl, but like snooty, like teenager voice is like, I don't want to go to the party. It's not like Lumpy Space Princess. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Everything just devolves. Come on to my party. Devolves into like just sounds. <laughs> Honestly, sounds. honestly, at this point, with uh, with as much as my uh, my three year old watches stuff like that, like Adventure Time and Moana, like I have Moana, <laughs> those are so I have Moana like memorized at this point. Far apart on the yeah. spectrum of they're cartoon things, they're 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 fast moving cartoons, man. They're That's, the same thing to her. <laughs> they're fast moving cartoons, man. <laughs> You gotta get in there. I got it. You gotta get in and out. Got it in the toddler brain. <laughs> All um, right. So we've got adaptation. I would say is Deadpool is above Scream too. Okay. So the next thing we have this is Spinal Tap. I think Where's Spinal that? Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Is okay. Is it if between I'm between Scream and Deadpool, or is it above Deadpool I, and between I think Deadpool it's but between Deadpool and Scream. Okay. I can totally get on board for that. Deadpool's rising in the ranks here, and I kind of yep. like it. Um, can I make a suggestion for uh, a number five? Yeah. Um, we have actually talked about this movie, but didn't talk about it a lot. But so we have adaptation, which is just pure meta. We have Deadpool, which is um, also you know, just pure, pure meta. meta, but also in an action vein. Like it's sure. an action movie. This is Spinal Tap. We have the kind of the music documentary angle with, that bleeds into real life, sort of like Deadpool does, too. We have Scream 2 that's meta horror. I kind of want coffee and cigarettes to be on there. Ooh, the Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah. I didn't think about that one. Because I love that movie. That's right. We talked I love about it briefly. The, like, the, especially the vignette with Bill Murray and... Um, Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah, RZA. RZA and, and NZA, and, I think. And Jizza. Uh, Jizza. I forget. 
But it's RZA. I know it's RZA and then one other one. Yeah. That segment alone, I think, is brilliant. And them just talking about, like, well, this isn't a healthy meal. and But uh, there's something about those Jim Jarmusch movies that is so such an honest look at life and those conversations. But that movie in particular being a movie about the importance of duality in conversations and respect in arguments to be told completely through vignettes of disagreements about trivial issues in black and white surrounded by black and white checkered cute. I just think, I think everything about it references itself. And, and, and I just think it's important. I think it's one of the better ones that I totally agree. About. Honestly, I would put that here's, here's how I, I totally believe that it needs to be on. Yay. The list. I feel good. I feel like here should be our ranking. Okay. I'm going to throw it out to you. Okay. Give me your give me your opinion. I'll tell My you if mine matches. I'm gonna go adaptation number one. Right. I'm gonna go Deadpool number two. Okay. I'm gonna go Coffee and Cigarettes number three. I'm gonna go Spinal Tap number four, and I'm gonna do Scream number five. Well, that's amazing because that's the exact list that I had typed out on my phone. Perfect. Yeah. So we nailed it. We nailed it. We I just think, crushed. I really think we did. I mean, like. We talked about a lot of good ones. Uh, you know, Galaxy Quest is close to my heart, but it doesn't beat these. So we have number one, Adaptation. Number two, Deadpool. Number three, Coffee and Cigarettes. Number four, This is Spinal Tap. And number five, Scream 2. Now, yeah. let me make a disclaimer here. When we're talking about these top five, five lists, guys, you have to listen to our parameters. We're not saying these are the best movies. Like, there are plot holes and problems with Deadpool. I acknowledge that. There are villain problems with Deadpool that I acknowledge. Scream 2 is not even the best Scream movie in the franchise. Probably not even number 2. I think 4 is actually better than 2. Um, but when it comes to meta qualifications, that's what this ranking is. Not the best movies. Yeah, the best totally. Best that fit the meta process. Oh, agreed. it best. Absolutely. So you can stop your tweets right now. We know Scream 2 is not the best one in the series. <laughs> we get but it. we do feel like it did the meta jokes the best i agree i agree i think actually i think it's a pretty strong list i think so so far this episode has been a really strong episode i agree and actually i feel like i'm I, the more i've thought about it and the more we've talked i really think that i hit the nail on the head by saying that the only way to do a meta version of our show is to just not do anything so so i guess we just We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, 
or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Getting recast in your own life? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.